the ATB Fantasy Show. All right, well, let's get this party started. Welcome to the ATB Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Rich Maletto, a.k.a. Bodacious Beer. Please give me a follow on Twitter, at Bodacious Beer. And today, joining us, we have C.D. Piglet. I'm building. Mike Crum. How you doing, Mike? Sweet. Give Mike a follow, at C.D. Piglet. And, of course, John McNabb is back with us today. Hey, John, how are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Please give John a follow at John McNabb. Tell you what, you guys got the two easiest ones. You really do. Although Paul's is pretty easy. Mine's, mine's probably the most difficult. Anyway. Oh, yeah. You guys doing Ready? all right tonight? Sure. Excellent. Oh, man. Sure. We, we, that uh, sounds exciting. We got a dumpster. John, geez. Woo. And uh, so I've been doing that after work these this week. Then the kids, you know, so I'm doing it, man. I'm, I'm a little sore, but uh, it's a good week. It's a good week. It's nice up here. It's 70 degrees. So are you? Nah, just some. Uh, are you deviling or just getting rid of stuff? And we had a, some big winds and stuff. So we have some of that and some other old stuff in an old shed. So clearing out and just making room for the rest of the stuff, right? I got you. I got you. How about you, Mike? Where are you up to? I, I know you're excited yeah, that you won't be with us it. next that's week because you're going to be keeping me going Ooh. through neuropathy and rotator cuff and no sleep and everything. I just put a smile on and push through because I know in five days, ah, I'll be back in my spot. So I'm, I'm just getting to that. So now... Yeah, Dude, they, they have a Star Wars open. section there, right? Is it open to now? Get into, but I'll, I'll get in there. Because of the limitations Why is it of such, how many people you can have in the, in the store at once. So it's a long wait because everybody wants to go in there. Uh, well, no, but yes, don't they have but, like a section of the park that's just Star Wars Yeah, stuff? that's at Disneyland. Like where that the rides are. April and... 30th. I'm going to the Touch of Disney event, which is in Disneyland, California. Right, but I thought the Disneyland Mm-mm. California had a section no, of the all park the Star that had like Wars a couple stuff of Star is over Wars at, in the Disneyland park. Oh, yeah, it's in the Disneyland park. Oh, Disneyland park. It's uh, over behind where the Big Thunder Ranch used to be. Uh, okay, well, slow down. Hold yes. on one sec. See, I didn't realize there was two oh. Disneylands in California. Yeah, they're right. There's, there's so. I did Disneyland not know this. Park is on you if you walk right. Well, from where I would come in on the harbor side, you make a right to Disneyland Park, you make a left California. It's directly right next to each other, so you can go to any park you want without a wait. You just go back and forth. It takes you two minutes to walk there, and then downtown Disney is if you go straight. So you have Disney everywhere. Well, Disneyland Park is still going to be closed when we go. They open up the 30th. But Disneyland California and downtown Disney will be opening. Okay. And I will be eating a lot of food and, and spending a lot of money shopping. Okay. So now, are there no rides in Disneyland California? I assume Disneyland downtown. Yes. I assume that to be... Shops, Disneyland California um, has restaurants. I wouldn't say bars, but 
Oh, okay. California so has what, Guardians what of the rides Galaxy. are in Disneyland, be, California? They'll be opening up Marvel Land this year. Guardians uh, has been open for a few years. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout. They have the Incredicoaster. They have Goofy's Flight School. Um, they have so God, it's such a good park. Little Mermaid. Uh, they have uh, Monsters Inc. They have all uh, Cars Land, which has um, uh, Cars Land Racers. Okay. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's more the adult park than the kids park. Alcohol served there, um, you know, and and you can go around and and have your drinks okay. and go around the park. And there's more. The roller coaster ride is there, like the big Incredicoaster, like Six Flags style roller coaster. So that one's more the adult park. Okay, so a real ride. Interesting. And then, yes, and then the I'm assuming does downtown Disney like kind of connect the two in the middle of the the two parks? Yeah, you have all all of them. Go ahead. Parks. Now, do you know? Do you know the size relative to like Disney World? I mean, Disney World is you know four parks. Well, if you don't count the water parks, you've got Magic Kingdom, you've got Epcot. You've got Animal Kingdom. The real and difference you've got, between the um, two is Hollywood that Studios. the Disneyland and the California are right by each other. Like, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you you, you can walk to them. Where the other ones in Disney World, you can't do that. Two minutes across the little part, the the little thing that people walk around to get to downtown Disney Disneyland, and California is right there. So. That's the big difference. And then um, uh, Animal Kingdom at Disney World, I haven't been able to go to, but I heard that is awesome. I, I can't wait to see Pandora and and go on the little trail that shows all the animals and stuff. But I haven't seen that. So, so the trail, the the safari we did first yeah, thing in I the morning, on that. and that was awesome. That 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 was that was really cool. Um, apparently they scaled yeah. it down. It used to be like a lot more kind of scarier, um, entertainment. And now it's very, very G, very G. Um, I heard Pandora. We did not I, do I went Pandora. on Pandora on my Oculus and it seemed um, pretty awesome flying around with them and stuff, but you don't get to feel the movement. You just watch the video. And that's well, see, so this is, this is something I found. So, we learned this when we were at um, Universal. Ever since I had my LASIK, and we met a guy in line, and, and both of us said the same thing. It could just be our age. It's just kind of interesting that we both have had LASIK, and we ran into the same problem. Yeah. I've never had a problem with motion sickness on rides. Getting seasick on boats has been a thing sometimes, depending on what's going on. But I've never had a problem on roller coasters and rides. Okay? Spinny stuff and get dizzy is a different story. All right. As far as roller coasters and rides. Um, I did the, yeah. Oh, the little minions one. So you're not even seat belted in anything. We got off of it and I said, babe, I just don't feel right. We went and did like transformers and Spider-Man and, yeah. and mommy. Some of them were much worse than others, but the dark rides, I, I have to be careful with like they really kind of fuck with me and there was a big weight and my sister was being difficult and I was trying to figure out you know how to use our, our fast hat 
fast passes, hot passes, whatever the heck they're called. And it just didn't work out. So that Avatar. Avatar is at the Animal Kingdom. Isn't Avatar at Epcot? It's in the Pandora. No, it's at Epcot. With the uh, Tree of Life. I'm pretty sure it's at Animal Kingdom. You're you right. ever uh, you're argue right. with me about no, Disney you're 100% stuff again, right. I'll never talk about that. Well, I'm just trying to remember because I yes. remember writing Mount Everest at Animal Kingdom. And then I forgot about your right. Pandora's land was over in Animal Kingdom. There's a um, there's my favorite right, meme in the world at. is there's somebody we did. that uh, it says, hey, did you hear at Disney? And it's just some guy with his hand up going i already know more than you and that is my <laughs> that is my favorite meme of all time and i tell people thank you i just put this as funny because i think it's really funny that anybody that tags me and stuff i'm like yeah yeah i know <laughs> so like um the one thing that I, we learned and we wish we would have done for for as much as you pay to do disney world yeah it wasn't much more to do like a special feeding with a rhino or something you know what I mean? Um, we wish we would have done that at Animal Kingdom because Animal Kingdom you can do in less than a day, in my opinion, depending on how long you want to stand in line for the Avatar ride. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I Jen Jen could do without the crowds. Although, see, yeah. for us, I I could dig hanging out in Hollywood Studios all day. I mean, not just Star Wars, but like um, that's a fun the ride. Aerosmith Rock and Rip Ride I, uh, roller I, coaster. Dude, it, it play. That's a fun ride, man. I, it, Oculus it, I mean, it just whips too, you around. So with I haven't Aerosmith been able to playing. go on it myself, cool. but I definitely put my VR set and went on there. Um, and it seemed really, really fun. And they've changed the Tower of Terror. It's not anywhere near as creepy as it used to be. I kind of dug that it was creepier. Um, they also seem to drop you more. It seems like. But anyway, the Tower of Terror. Uh, that, in my opinion, they had my mind my dogs barking. Ride. If you hear that in the Period. background, guys, sorry about that. Uh, That's Cassie. Right. That's all right, man. So what's the name of the yep. new pup? Big ass dog. Giant. Cassie. Big giant dog. Bigger than Chubbs, even. Kind of dog is it? Uh, oh. You know, I don't know. We It's not one that we took in to be. I have too much money invested in the one I had to murder. So. You didn't murder him. You didn't murder him. I understand I just, saying kill him I, I always, or put him an, down. But you didn't murder thing. him. Murder I say that because I was the only one there and I was like, he didn't want to go. And so everybody was calling me the executioner. And so I say I murdered him because it it's a way to laugh so you don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> No, I hear you, but, but yeah, I mean, our subconscious only believes what it sees and hears, man. That's all. That's all. So anyway, well, on tonight's show, I kind of been, and for folks listening, hey, please give the show a follow at ATB underscore fantasy show. Um, unfortunately, Paul couldn't join us tonight. We'll, we'll loop him in at some point uh, to go over some of this stuff too. But I really wanted to, I don't know, just kind of talk a little bit about the football landscape in general and some interesting things that I think are going on and, and, you know, let people get to know us a little bit too. You know, we, 
I know we let our personalities kind of come through it sometimes, but I don't think people really know much about us. And I don't know. I was in a clubhouse room listening to Matthew Barry and Troy King, and uh, I am not going to get Samantha's last name right after Matthew Barry said it wrong and then said it right 15 times. So I'm not going to try Samantha on Twitter at Samantha NFL um, about really what was working to kind of break through and help people and what people really enjoy and what people want to tune into and watch and listen to. And there was a reoccurring theme of just, you know, be you, you know, find your, your niche, if you will, you know, and go after it that way. Maybe it's videos, maybe it's long articles, maybe it's podcasts, maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's a little bit of everything, but you know, like Matthew Barry said, the people love for the most part, when he tells like the stories about, you know, his family and how would, you know, when it linked into a football story and stuff like that. And so I thought it was pretty cool that Mike's all excited about Disneyland. We got to hear about Disneyland. Cause I'll be honest. I know nothing about Disneyland. I just thought, and excuse my language, Mike, please don't take offense to it. It's going to be <laughs> We're the original that Disneyland fan. was like the redneck version of Disney world. I know, I know you're the original, but you're also, the one that, if you go yeah, back yeah. over history, more of the money has been dumped into Disney World. Yeah, I'm so as a business guy, I, I look at it as really where's their focal point? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, like I said, so I just I didn't realize that one, it was that big. That's why I was curious yeah. how big the two parks are. City it's relative expanding to too. They just announced. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. We went on. That Disneyland Park, they're working in expansion with the city. It's very hard to expand in California, as you guys know. It's a it's a pain in the ass here. I love my state, but we have for shit sure. that are issues, and uh, and they finally agreed to a way to expand. So I don't have the details on it, but it'll be over the next decade or two. They'll be expanding the park, so that's going to be uh, interesting to see. And, you know, I think they need to, because one thing I've noticed, it seems to me that Disneyland brings Correct. in the casual local person way more so than Disney World does. There is plenty of, of season passes or whatever for the folks in Florida, and, and they go and use it. But it seems to be a planned weekend, a planned partial week off from work, something like that. Whereas, you know, I've got friends out there that I've seen it on Facebook or, or Twitter Hey, I've got an extra ticket tonight. I was just kind of want to go hang yep. out at Disneyland. Who wants to come? You know what I mean? Like it's but like what you do. You go you go on a really fairly regular basis. I can't imagine living in we, Orlando most, and going to most Disney of us World would go to Disneyland every day if we were You know near, what I mean? Like if I if I lived by Disneyland, I would go every single morning. I'd just go and and do the stuff that I wanted to do and then go back. You know, they have stuff <laughs> different merchandise that comes out typically every day and then on special stuff and you just go down get in line get your merchandise go on a couple rides go home see you tomorrow you know so yeah it is like a hangout it's more of an annual pass than a a buy ticket uh place which they get plenty of buy tickets but i'm saying a lot of their money is from annual pass holders coming and buying drinks and buying merchandise and hanging out every day Right, correct. Where I think Disney World, the bulk of it's got to be people flying in from the other parts of the country. 
staying there. Now, yes. does Disneyland yeah, have resorts like Paradise Disney World does Pier, that you can stay Disney on site? Hotel, and they're supposed to be building two new ones, but the pandemic hit. So now who, hell, who the hell knows what they're going to do? Yeah, the Grand California. No, they probably Paradise still build them. Pier are are they within walking distance of the park? park? So you leave the hotel, you're in the park. Um, and then. Uh... Now, now, what happens if you do that? Let's say it's okay. It's let's say it's, it's one o'clock in, in the morning. You can walk around the hotel, go out my hotel, but you go can't go walk. into where the park is uh, part. Yeah, no, right. you can get outside. Uh, but I mean, you can get outside, right? It's not within, like you're stuck the in the hotel. The gigantic. There's little areas within the hotel where you can go out and and sit. And then if you have one with a right. balcony, you have that too. And then they have like pools and water slides. And you realize we're going to, I'm going to go in and an hour on Disneyland on a fantasy podcast. You realize well, like, what that, if right? I. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, one question now, because we ran into this in, in Disney world, but at least I could go out. Okay. Well, each hotel had a smoking area. So I imagine no, that they California one would have too. But I thought for park, some reason California the they weren't allowed to have specific areas, and um, and outside of the park has specific areas. They used to have one spot in each uh, of California and Disneyland, one area where everybody can go and smoke. But they got rid of that too. Uh, we're very California here, so. Yeah, well, they did the same thing in Florida, though. I mean, we wanted you had to leave Epcot, go to the front of Epcot to go. Well, really, according to them, use any tobacco Um, in Magic Kingdom. No, I guess you could go out the back of the park, so you could either go out the back of the park of Epcot. Where the Sky Rider was, or you could go out. Yeah, the for the most part, part. It, and then you, you know, still have to go back. It's been a little bit, security. but as long as you, uh, uh, the problem is, is getting a a vape that can get through the metal detector because you can't have it in your bag because if they find it, they'll confiscate it. But if you get it in, you go to a bathroom and blow it in a, a, a toilet paper thing. Nobody really bothers you. I don't do that anymore, but for people that want to do that, you have that ability. I would say that's just oh, they'll seems take extreme. It out. So even if you, you have your vape your vape pen, pen just in your you've got to put it. They confiscate. Well, I'm saying, but I mean, because I mean, the set. Well, I guess my frustrating thing with that is, is the only reason it's in my backpack yeah. is so when I go out the, I don't have to go all the way back yep. to my car when I leave the park to have some tobacco. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that. That really. That shit really pisses me off. I mean, I have no problem going to do what I want to do where it's not bothering anybody. Is it an inconvenience and crappy that I think I have to completely leave the park that you can't give me somewhere since we're outside? Some cubby hole near the trash can? The dumpster in the back or something? I mean, I think it's going out of your way to be difficult in my opinion. But whatever, I'll leave the park. That's less money and less enjoyment I'm having there. Just those are the memories I'll have. But that's my choice. But then it's like... You know, like we stayed, we stayed at the hotel, right? 
So what what the fuck yeah. am I supposed to do? Because now that I think about it, they didn't confiscate yep. my it's cigarettes just the vape. when we came in. So I guess that's what you have to do. It's just the vape. Yeah, because they don't know if it's not tobacco as part of the problem. All right, John, jump in. They doing the other stuff in the park. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ride? We're just making a Disneyland podcast. All right, the Disneyland podcast. Here we go. I'm Mickey Mouse. By the way, um, I could do that. I know we need to get on to fantasy stuff. But I, if somebody wants to do a Disneyland podcast and hears that, yep, jump me on. I could definitely do it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It just, uh, I get hung up on that stuff because I'm all about, like I said, I'm about the business. And I get, you know, they've made more money hand over fist than just about anybody. And, and when we went, I don't know, whatever it was, 20 years ago, it was magical. It was special. When we went this last time, I was kind of disappointed. I felt shafted, felt over, over, overpaid, you know, but anyway, that's just me. Although I'm getting too right, apparently too old to ride things, according to the travel books I read, but screw that noise. I still want to go back uh, to Cedar Point. Yeah, I got six What's flags the nearest in, uh, park to you, John? Let's see. Field? You're oh, near Boston, right? Years, man. Yeah, yeah, Six Flags New England's out in Agawam. I was saying, like you got a West bum, Western, Western bum. <laughs> yeah, Springfield. Oh, man, that's so far away. It's like a two-hour Western, drive for me. Western bum? That one's not bad. So far away. Man, so that's why I live in Massachusetts. I can drive a couple hours in any direction and hit what I need to hit, joint. you know? <laughs> that's Fresno, too. Well, I'm... Yeah, but you said a far drive, a couple hours. That's what's beautiful about about well, isn't everything called the California. Isn't everything Challenge in California two like hours away? See a sunrise in the mountains, go to the beach, and then go to the snow, all within like an eight to ten hour period. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I can't remember. It's the it's time wise. I think I, I might think, want to start in the snow. I think the snow is second. I think time, if you want to do it in the quickest time, they just did it. I'm not interested because I I don't like the beach. I don't like the snow. If I'm well, sure because that would make sense. Where Son- I'm gonna go. Bingo. <laughs> Disneyland. But see, I like to ski. Like that would be kind of cool to like see the sunrise on the mountain, yep. ski down a slope, you hop could in do the that car, in one go day. to the it's beach and the catch California a wave. California challenge. Like that would be that would be kind of kick ass. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> California dream. I just uh, I don't know. Maybe I have to come out and visit. Yeah, you we don't want you here, I, smoker. I don't know. I may be banished. <laughs> I'm from kidding. California we have two smokers that live at the house. No, it's all good, man. I just no, I, I there was something that happened many, many moons ago out in California. We did a trip in California. It was really cool. I mean, because we did we skied in the Reno area um, at Tahoe, um, or you know, skied at Tahoe, gambled in Reno, um, went to San Francisco, saw the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, hit L.A., did that stuff there, um, cruised up 
whatever that is, watching the sunset. Oh, what is dude, that? I, I have is no idea. No. I can tell you how US, to get to Disneyland. Is that one, US one? Yeah, it's one. Yeah. The Fresh one the that runs up California. No, the the it's one, right? The one yeah. that runs right up that sometimes the road falls. Yeah, that sometimes falls off into the coast at times. Yeah, did that stay in Santa Barbara? Like that was, of all the family trips and stuff, that was probably it's definitely one of my favorites. I, don't I know, love it, it here. It, it, it I, might I be my favorite. One. We like, have I really enjoy that stuff, trip. and I don't care because I love California. So uh, we deal with the pain. That's why so many people deal with the pain in the ass stuff, like. Uh, 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 you know, basketball players and athletes and stuff. They're like, whatever, we'll deal with it. We just want to live there. Good weather, Disneyland, everything's around, beach and everything. So we put up with shit. No, I mean, for Massachusetts, everybody. Well, John, how far are you from everybody? Where we do it sometimes, but. I forget where it is. Tasha has a beach that she always brings us to. Not nearly as crowded, not nearly as mainstream. That's why I can't even remember the name. I know it's out towards Boston somewhere. Um, but other than that, like the big things that we used to go to in our 20s, right, was up to New Hampshire to, um, oh, God, what's it called? Anyways, the, the beach up there in New Hampshire, it's infamous. Um but basically, all it is is just like right along the beach. And then, of course, you have your typical pier that runs down the side with all like, you know, your little pot. Back in the day, it was pot shops. You can buy uh, stun guns, which we, we used to have tasers and have taser fights. Um, <laughs> a few stories there. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, I. I- I, yeah, who am I to judge? We used to have BB guns. Oh man, me, me either. I've shot my buddy in the. You ever have the uh, green gas? BB who am I to guns? judge? I'm man. telling you, they put off power, bro. No, but I've got one here. Oh, I right. think it's. I think this one does seventeen hundred feet per second. Um, so like this, this one, I sh- if I put a pellet in, I should be able to probably. I don't know if it'll knock By the way, down the town I was thinking was Hampton, by the way. It, it's Hampton. Gonna leave if you're ever in New England, Hampton's a... Uh... <laughs> anyway, that was Northampton, those kind, but uh, uh, up, up, yeah, Hampton, you'd be on the Hamptons. beach. It was, not, it was not what you would think it would be. It was kind of filthy and dirty. You'd sit in traffic for like two hours trying to get down like a mile stretch. It was uh, something you only did in your 20s. Now I, I dread the idea. Yeah. Cape, yeah, usually like my dad, he's a, so they go to he's the a Cape. Vietnam vet. What is it, Cape Cod? So he's buried in Bourne Cemetery. So I'll, I'll, I'll head out there sometimes. Um, but yeah, a lot of people go to like Bourne, Hyannis, um, even get out to like Rockport, Gloucester, those type areas. Um, but that's more northern Boston. Getting down to the Cape, you know, uh, Weymouth, all sorts of places. There's tons of different places and depending on your age depends on really where you go but plymouth is a you know plymouth rock that's a big one yeah <laughs> so you, you would think so right everybody so, I mean, is there a rip, everybody is there a big rock there? all the, the mayflower yada yeah the rock i kid you not is maybe as big as like one of those big beach balls like it is not big at all it is so tiny it is such a way 
No, no, it, it has like a, a surrounding and everything with and do fences people, and cameras do people and the cops face walking through. It. And it's 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 such a small area. You think it'd be like more bustling. All there is, is a couple of um, lobster huts, a cupcake place, and a couple hotels. But everybody's so close to there that you you couldn't get away with it anyways. No, for years people would um, I was just curious, face like, it just or take little pieces of it. So that's probably why it got a little smaller. Uh, but they ended up, you know, tightening the security, and here we are today. Uh, security around it. No, if I remember so correctly, years too, ago, just, it may I have made a few stops in the harbor. There, right? um, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, a few years ago, wasn't it taken all out of commission, like docked somewhere? And more like the military bases. I think you might be right. I feel like it, it used That's to make trips thought. up to Boston, but I, I think thought it was like stopped. down in New York or something. We used to always have the um, USS Constitution too, I think. I, yeah, there was a. Well, they, they, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, they had it on tour. They had it on tour. There was a big tour that it did because oh, it came possibly. through either Duluth. I remember as Duluth a kid, you end up going, yeah, U.S. Constitution used to be in Boston. Yeah, old Ironsides. And every kid from the 90s, right, and before, yep. would always Ironsides. have a field trip there every single year at a certain age. Is that? Old Ironsides. Yeah. Boston's a nice, like, quick trip, but uh, hanging out in Boston, I don't know. You got to, like, the light, nightlife out there. It's expensive for beer, guys. <laughs> it's expensive. It's like going to Disneyland or Disney World. You guys you, you guys don't want to know what I pay for beer around here. See, people in Milwaukee say, oh, I forget what it's like going up north. We're, like, a half hour north, but, like, four hours west, but whatever. Or three hours cheap beer, but, cheap beer. Um, I, what we pay for beer around here would make you guys cry. Cheap, good beer that's cheap, man. I mean, <laughs> what? An expensive, expensive beer town here is like I don't know, four fifty, five bucks. Yeah, I'm serious. If you want to get cheap, man, I'll, like... I'll take you some places. We can get some two dollar, two fifty bottles or less. Oh, now pitchers. I, I mean, used to play, get, uh, I was a nine ball league years ago. I sucked. But uh, the place we played at them <laughs> used to give us pitchers on, on the dollars. <laughs> they would just feed us pitchers and we just give them tips. Speaking of food. They just kept giving us free beer. Ooh, tonight I'm not drinking um, anything good, but it's a. Speaking of pitchers, John, what you drinking? It's one of these pre mixed drinks uh, the wife had around. It's good. It has white wine in it, peach liqueur. It's tasty. What are you drinking, Rich? I bet it is. I'm drinking a strawberry rhubarb beer. You you probably, well, you've listened to the show, but it, I've had this many times before, but it was in the fridge. It's springtime. I need to drink this before we get the new batch in. So I got drinking. Strawberry rhubarb ale by New Glarus. No, no coffee. Hi, my 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 blood pressure. Well, just don't drink any coffee tonight, Mike, because you won't go to sleep. Before, so I gotta lay off the coffee a little. 
Well, <laughs> that would definitely be a lie. But blood pressure wise, never you lie. You've never been high before. Oh man. No, no. I I cannot That's guarantee that, but I'm not I'm not planning. Well, on just it. don't die on us, Mike. Well, you're welcome. Because I still got to come visit you out in California yet, man. Besides, besides, you know, you need to come to out Star- to Disney World I, I so we can go, go to the to Star Disney Wars World. land and just hang out there all day. Because the, the wife's like, yeah, I, you go do that. I'll get there. I'm poor, but I'll get there. <laughs> that would work. Well, we'll get you more scouting no, gear. We'll pay you better, and I'll uh, tell you about. I'll send my you know, wife with you guys, and then uh, Jen and I can go have out, a though. couple drinks there. Right? <laughs> Not going to Star Wars. Well, you just Wait go right ahead and not go. Smuggler's Run is probably the coolest ride I've ever been on. By oh, the way. and you like? Okay. Well, I've been on Rise, the Disney World Rise. I prefer. They are. I prefer. The reason I say smug. Okay, let me. To me, they're two totally different deals. Okay. I enjoyed the haunted house in Disney World. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's creepy and eerie, yet not. You know what I mean? Like, they do a really good job with it. You know, the floor sinking and. The ghost sitting yep. next to you, and I mean, even though some of it's real old stuff, they, it's it's a fun ride, right? I agree. Rise of the Resistance is in I its agree. whole own deal, but it to me, it's not a ride; it's an experiment. Experience. <laughs> if you want to know what it feels like to be in Star Wars, to be on, like, to know what it was like to be those rebels or have some sort of feeling, that's the ride. Um. As far as thrilling, like it was funny when we got off, this one woman was so mad because I, I told my brother-in-law, said, yeah. you know, that was really good. I could have gone for a little more thrill in the part where it zooms you around or whatever. And um, I said, but it was, it was fine. And the lady in front of me, you, you just oh, shut your mouth. And I'm like, I sorry, I could have gone for like a jump or a bump or something, you know, and she's like. That was enough. <laughs> so apparently the way it took off, it had her spooked enough. But I love Smuggler's Run because to it me it is. was like, dude, it was like a, a real life video game of being in the Millennium Falcon. Like for me, that was like a dream come true. And the fact that they have these different things you do in it, you know, you can be the pilot, you can be the gunner, you can do this, you can do that. I, I want to... I could have spent the whole day just getting yep. out of line and back in, out of line and back in all day long, just trying different parts and playing that thing until I got good at it. Like, I mean, I, it, I, so that, that, that is a tough ride. For so me this day. ride is uh, interactive. The smugglers run like you get to play the video game. Oh, what's that, John? Yes. So, so, so you get in line, you go through the whole deal then you get up there and they, they just number you off, like how many people in your party, and they put you in a group. And then powering people in the group, they start giving you cards. Now, if they're not real busy, you can ask them for a different one. But they just give you these cards. Pilot, and these cards tell you if you're a pilot, two if you're each. an engineer. There's four things, and I don't remember what all they were. Yes. Is, 
each in the, in there, right? One goes left, right. One goes up, down. Yeah, because one pilot does the throttle and one does the flying, right? Yep, it's in, it's really awesome. It's up and down, right? Yeah, because you got to work together as part of the whole deal. Yeah, but the but the gunners and the engineers kind of just do their own thing based on what's in front of them. But um, yeah, so it, it is, and then and it makes you it feels like it. I mean, you it, it moves you around enough. You know, it's kind of like the old Back to the Future rides at uh, Universal Studios. You know, you get in this car and it kind of raises up, and the car just kind of jerks around like it's on a joystick. You know what I mean? But it, it looks like the Millennium Falcon. You feel like you're in the Millennium Falcon. It's, I don't know, man. I, I could have rode that. And did you, what did you get to do? You, we I, went back early the to the park the next day because I said, I look, I want to go ride this again. And they're like, whatever. Oh. I never, I uh, never, I'm, I'm I never got to be a pilot. I got to be a gunner. I got to be a gunner and I got to be an engineer. Right flying, I'm, I'm really good at. Up, up, down flying. I apologize. The up, down flying. I'm really good at. I, I wish I could have gotten a. That, that's the other reason I wanted to go back. I wanted to be a pilot, but it's. I guess I got a reason to go back. Like I told Jen, she was fine. If we, if we never went to Magic Kingdom, I think she would have been, yeah, content. Um, Epcot's where you go drink, right? I mean, they've got all the different places and stuff. And once she kind of got a hang of what was at each one and what we wanted to look for, yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> you know, like we enjoyed sitting in Mexico eating chips and salsa, drinking tequila and margaritas. You know, that was fun. Um, that was fun. You know, um, trying to think of the other place we stopped. We enjoyed the. Uh, drinking the wine there in Italy. We had fun doing that, waiting for my parents before we went eight. Um, there was just a, you know, that sort of stuff. There was a lot of construction going on, so we didn't get to really thoroughly enjoy because Epcot, when I was a teenager, Epcot was my favorite place. I really enjoyed that. And I didn't even drink back then, obviously. But um, I'm kind of a geek. And I mean, I love big, scary rides. And Magic Kingdom just doesn't have big, scary rides. Like, I mean, you know, I like Cedar Point rides where, 200 foot, 300 foot, 420 foot, you know, drops and hills and zero to zero to 130 in four seconds. And you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I live for that kind of stuff. And Magic Kingdom is more designed for you to take that. Yes. Seven, correct. eight year old. California has more of the roller. Coaster you know, rides, sounds like land what land is like compared rides. to California. Sorry. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, yeah I, don't the know. Big I don't know about the six years flags. ago that popped up was here in New was the was, uh, down Superman ride. I, it had some bad PR, I think. Uh, I knew Jersey, maybe, where someone went out of the on uh, one of the hairpin turns. Some kid flew out, but Holy nonetheless, God. yeah, messed up, right? But here, it's um, that was years ago, of course. But the the Superman, it's something like two hundred feet in the air, and then it's just like a straight vertical drop almost. Um, um, and I think it's I, one where you're, I can't you're remember honestly. Raised up, it's been so many years. I, I kid you not. If it was 10, 12 years ago, <laughs> that might be short. 
But I think it's you sit in a cart. Yeah, I'm almost certain you sit in a cart. Yeah. Yeah, you sit in a cart on it. The one that I do remember flying around is um, in Disney World is the uh, the Harry Potter one. It's like the twisting dragons or something like that. Yeah. And you're, you leave your shoes behind. Your feet are flopping around. The wife and I, last time we went with her uh, kids' sisters, we went on that ride. We thought we could make it through. I tell you, every ride after that, you're walking sideways, man, because your feet are dangling. You feel like you're flying. And it, it does, like, the twists, the upside-down barrel rolls, twisting while it's spinning. I mean. In Disney World? It was in Universal, I should have said. Universal, I'm sorry. In Harry Potter Park. Wait, which ride was this? Yeah. The, it, it may not be there now, because I know that this was... Yeah, we rode the Harry yeah, Potter rides in Universal. 10 plus years and ago. I don't remember I thought it was called like, Twisting. I remember it being dragons. Like a, I think an orange and blue one, maybe. Uh, but it had to do with the dragons. But your feet were dangling, and it did all sorts of things to us. We went on that simple Harry Potter ride, the uh, the interactive one where you just sit in a seat. And I'll tell you, that ride felt like it never ended. Yeah, yeah, and it was um, now, the one you were going throughout the, the school, move, and like you were talking all the like characters, and you had to like no? walk to sit down, and then you had to walk while the chair was still moving. Getting, Oh, you know, I remember. You're right. I remember that, that's the one I did after now. the roller coaster. You're like on a coaster. joystick. You're like almost in an elevator seat. Okay. I, I, the roller I coaster. I rode the bike. So many. Years. It was. It was a bike in a sidecar. Oh. <laughs> that one we got stuck on. I got pictures of that. So, so when we went to Harry Potter at Universal, the, the only rides I remember, there was this one where, yeah, it, I don't see, it, it was supposed Sounds to be dirty. like you're on, on Harry Potter's magic broomstick. Sounds dirty. Is what it was supposed to be like. <laughs> and, and you were indoors. What's that? Well, you're on indoors. It, and, you know, it had you moving around and tilted you, and it had stuff plastered on the yeah, walls. That's Hagrid's and, ride. Anyway, and then there was the roller coaster where, like I said, it was a motorcycle with a sidecar. Oh and man, I, I Hagrid's ride. That's it. That's it. Thank right you. Now, what's the name of the other one? Do you know? Is Mike? it the uh, Harry Potter and the Escape of from Gringotts? Trying to look it up now. Oh, Dragon Alley. That's what I'm trying. Dragon to Alley. Diagon. Diagon oh, Alley. Dragon Alley. Diagon Alley. You're right. Okay, so here's. Mm-hmm. Dagon. Dag. Okay, my bad. My bad. So yeah, Haggard's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Then That's there's the, the one uh, Forbidden Journey that I, we got stuck on. And that's the one, the Forbidden Journey is the one where you have to go through. You have to walk through all of Hogwarts, basically, first and see everybody. No, see, I don't think I did that one. We, If it wasn't a ride ride, like if it was more a show than a ride, we skipped it. 
And it might be the uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journeys, uh, basically theatrical. That's the one that's after, I think. And I'm trying to remember. I swear that's to God, I swear to God, we have not talked one thing fantasy football yet, and we are like an hour into this mug or whatever. Mike, Mike, in all seriousness, I told you that this was a little bit about getting to know us too, seriously. But I mean, the, the topics I had in mind. All right, I I think we should start paying attention to NFL referees. Who's refereeing what game? I think we need to start tracking it. After what happened with Mike Peel, I think was his name, Tim Peel. Maybe it's Tim Peel, something Tim Peel, where he got fired in the NHL, admitting on a hot mic. He made a bogus. I call wanted to get a effing penalty against Nashville early. Just wow! Was mad at the other team and wanted to. <laughs> Here's this. Uh. Yep, yep, yep. And and yep. On top of that, this dude is still refing NCAA games. So I don't know. I, this stuff is what I find maddening. People are worried about sports betting, you know, ruining sports and whatnot. This stuff has been going on for years and has nothing to do with sport. The illegal sports betting was, was going to draw this out anyway. I'd like yep. to see some legal sports betting so we can start tracking this stuff more easily. If it's legal, more people are going to be doing it, watching it, tracking it. But the, I just I find it maddening. And, and I'm convinced that I have seen reps change over-unders in games. Um, so, yeah, that was something that caught my eye that I wanted to talk about. Um, for as far as it impacted fantasy football, right there, dealing with over-unders. Over unders. You know, we talk about looking at that and looking at the Vegas lines to really kind of target certain games, right? Especially for daily. Agreed. Well, if we're going to have refs that kind of cramp our style, there's no point in it, you know? But – other than that, I mean, you know, there's been pro days going on, and I think people are getting a little overexcited with the pro days because all these times are, are crazy yeah, to the point laser, that this is like the greatest draft you class of all add time a little bit to in it. every category, if it's not laser in every numbered, position. Always but, add a little bit. Mm-hmm. But – like I mentioned earlier, part of what I wanted to do tonight was a little bit of get to know each other. In fact, I feel bad, Mike. I feel like people have gotten to know us a little bit, but we haven't gotten to know he John hates much. Star Wars. Other than he doesn't like going to the cave. Well, I'm just saying that everything is like two hours away from him. <laughs> and he hates and, and, and he hates Star Wars. Right. Exactly. So so I mean, you know, I mean, I know Mike I mean, I, I don't think I can boo terrible. Him. But I mean, terrible, you know, we could sit here and make some Star Wars. I'm, I'm watching them, guys. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. I, my... No, not yet. I, I got to commit like two hours or something well, to it. Have you seen Phantom? Have yeah. you seen I, I like to watch a movie all the way through, especially a movie like that. Right. You got to pay I attention hate, to the storyline. So you can't yeah. do it in like sitting. I hate Jaja. Yeah. You do, you do. Well, and I will say, so here's the deal. This first one you're okay. gonna watch. The storyline is a little harder to follow. It. Which one are we talking about? 
You've seen the okay, other so ones, so some of the foreshadowing is almost too easy to begins. pick up on. <laughs> I like Weird Al. Dead, I'm dead serious. Listen to Weird Al's The Saga Begins. He does a three-something-minute song that completely tells the movie through Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, uh, eyes. And it is genius. It's, it's, it's a top five song all time of mine. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's a, you know, Weird Al spoofs songs where he spoofs oh, yeah. American Pie. And it's a hi, hi, this here Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later, but for now, a small fry. I I will definitely listen to that. I'm a, I liked Weird Al when uh, growing up there. He has some <laughs> spoof songs get me. My dad was, uh, he had, he did comedy too. And uh, so I love those guys there. So I'll have to listen. So so I'll get some insight to the storyline from that. Yeah, actually, it might even be cooler to watch the movie first, and okay. right, because then you'll really be amazed by how he puts the song together. I would say I was. I think it, he needs really to watch incredible. the movie first. All right, we just lost every one of our uh, listeners by me hating on Star Wars. By the way, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's deserved. Well, no, I think other, I think other people I think other people hate Star, Star Wars, Wars too. I just think they're like we don't need to hear about the story. We already know the story. <laughs> it's a shame John doesn't know the story. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is. Oh, it is. I mean, of course you want a lightsaber. That's the coolest part. The Darth know. Maul double sided one. I always wanted one of those as a kid. I mean, it, I mean, you know what's what's interesting to me? Yeah, Harrison Ford. Had me as a kid enamored. I mean, granted, yep. he didn't handle a lightsaber, but he was in the oh, Star Wars, yeah. right? But the <laughs> yeah. lightsaber and a whip. It's all I ever wanted as a kid, man. And an orange car. And an orange car that I could jump things with. I mean, seriously. I don't know. Life seems so simple. If I could just Probably have could've. a lightsaber, a whip, and an orange car. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty man. confident I could I save the world. I always wanted one of those tutors from the uh, Fast and the that Furious, was, too. That was the plan, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I lost Bo. Yep, I'm here. As, as, as oh, a kid, I had a pedal General Lee. And it had a, a little key you would turn that would make an engine sound. And then the little turn signal deal actually did the, the horn. And what was really crappy about it, it had a door that opened. Had a door that opened. Get out of town. Right? You climbed over the top and it had a door that opened. I'm like, this door is crap. <laughs> so, did you go about duct taping it? No, I don't remember what my Probably. dad. My dad did something to it to hold it closed. Hell yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yep. And then I tried to wash and wax it and when washing washing the decal faded the decal. Whoops. Oh well. So hey, you had fun though. Yeah, right. I did, man. I I backed that thing up. You know, back then is when they first started introducing the power ones. So like my neighbor friends, you know, that were, you know, cooler than me or whatever, they had some power ones. But nope, I had a pedal one. Huh. That's right. I'd pedal that thing all over the place, man. Those are good times. I had one of those little electric Jeeps when I was a kid. We used to rock that thing. Said Bigfoot on it. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Like the king in the world, man. You're going faster than your brother on his bike. 
your mother couldn't keep up. This is my situation. <laughs> Why don't you get the ones with the remote controls? Oh, I used to have those too when I was a kid. I used to have tons. No, 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 no. The big, the the ones that the kids are in now. They come with a remote control. Hey, what? You didn't know this because we got them for my niece and nephew. Because so wait, so, like, I, so if my kids are driving it, I can control it? Yes. Oh, that's a game changer. Now, here's <laughs> the key, awesome. though. There's the little the switch to switch it back and forth is in the Jeep. Oh, yeah. Nope, I have no control. Never mind. My kids are too smart for that. Well, you just kind of. I'm just going to take the switch out. Right. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> there's ways around that. I'm just saying that, yeah. So, like, my, my uh, niece... She just wouldn't steer. She just would hit the pedal. So I had to turn over and start steering for her. Oh, man, this could be fun. And it had two, two speeds, so you could govern the thing down. Well, that's not as fun. You want no, to see no, it as fast as possible. No, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're worried about the kids taking off so you can't keep up, you could go in there and uh, adjust it. Oh, well, now that I know that I can control it, I'm ramping up the speed. Put them in the backyard and see how fast they can go. Oh, uh, they don't go any faster. Uh, no. We're going to change that. I'm putting a washer motor in one of these things. I never had one of those. The The first car I ever drove was Ut uh, Utopia. <laughs> to bring it right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have some fantasy-related Mention here, let's guys. Go. Let's go. Hit it. Hit it. I want to talk about Mike Davis. I, I don't know if either of you caught the conversation I had on Twitter the other day. But I was two years Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Davis with uh, Atlanta this money. year. I, I just I think he's not going to perform. I don't like that offensive line. I don't know that uh, Arthur Smith and Dave Ragon uh, are going to make the running game out of Atlanta better. Also, once they draft either Etienne or Harris or Williams, whoever falls to them in the second round, you know, it's not going to, you know, they're not going to matter really anyway. I mean, they're strapped for cap. They, they have to trade back out of that early pick. They're, they're what, 104, I think, this year? Yeah, they'd be crazy not to. Yeah, I, they, I can't imagine what a contract would be there, but it's got to be premium, premium dollars. Well, I I see them taking like potentially <laughs> swell right there. That's who I have mocked to them actually at four is swell. So and and I agree. I think they take a running back at that pick in the first, or I mean the second, or even the yeah. or even the third round. Mike the, the the there's a good value at that two four for a running back. I think Williams was there in my mock draft and I, I got him from North Carolina. No, don't send him to Atlanta, Mike. No. Why feature no feature back? He'll uh, first he year needs, he'll struggle, but he needs he needs to be if he's gonna truly give us what we want, we want both him and Michael Carter in his own blocking scheme. Both of them. I can't find a single person that I watched at running back and I watched about 20 of them. I know that's not a ton, but for me it's a lot that cut and plant like Michael Carter and Javante Williams do. Couldn't find a single fucking one of them. I like the way Nedjean Harris runs. He always falls forward. People fall off of him. He's exciting to watch, but he does not cut and plant like those two. 
And say what you want about ETN, he does not plant and cut like those two. Those two guys make more room out of the smallest amount of space and go. I don't know what their top end is speed is, and I don't even care. Both of those guys need to be in a zone blocking scheme. Sorry. I'm pretty adamant about that. It's uh, it's good that they can uh, uh, run with very little space because if either of them get in Atlanta that first year, that's what they're going to have is very little space. Well, but I still say they, I still say Atlanta is going to bulk up that offensive line. Mike Davis is well, will help. Mike Davis is there as a veteran piece that they know. Look, he can catch the ball decently. He can run. He can hold. He'll hold on to the ball. I mean, look. There's no doubt in my mind that this offense is going to be a balanced offense under Arthur Smith. If yeah. anyone thinks that Matt Ryan is going to go out there and throw like he has the last three or four years, it's not happening. I don't believe it will. I'm sorry. He didn't do it with. He didn't do it with Mariota. He didn't do it with Tannehill. He he has not done it. And if you look at his background, he comes from the Gibbs era. You know, he worked under Gibbs in Washington. That was a balanced offense. I don't think you can expect more than they're going to, whether we want to see it or not. And, and Smith has said, it's going to be running back by committee. I won't be surprised, Mike, if they take an ETN at that point, imagine Mike Davis teamed up with ETN. That's a good little tandem right there. Yeah. Imagine what Mike Davis getting a lot more of the, uh, you think he gets more touchdown. Appearances. I mean, what is he? Five nine two two something, right? Five nine two something. Yeah, he's a stocky back. I mean, it's yeah. not like he's had a two twenty one. Yeah, five nine two twenty one. That's kind of big. Yeah. I mean, Michael Carter's five nine two oh two. I think two oh nine. Javonta Williams big. He's five. I think he's five ten. Five ten or five eleven, and he's two. Is he 230, Mike? I apologize. I had something going on with the dog, so I had to uh, step. Javonta Williams. Javonta Williams. Isn't he like 5'10, 5'11, 230? I can find that out for you right now. Michael Carter, I know, is right around 210. Michael Carter's the same size as basically all the running backs San Francisco used last year, minus Tevin Coleman, who's now with the Jets. I would, God, I would give my left nut to see Michael Carter go to San Francisco. That would be a good one. If he goes to San Francisco, man, I will I will overpay in so many leagues for his ass. Who are you uh, who are you looking for? Javante Williams. Uh Javante Williams is Monta Williams is unknown because they won't uh, let me find out. That's weird. Although I do like the Dean Pease group here. Sorry, guys. I was just looking at the coaching staff. I'm su- like you surprised North Carolina's website doesn't have it. Well, I have it right here. I just went to one of my mock drafts instead of starting a new mock draft. Oh. I swear he's like right around 5'10", 5'11". A lot of those backs tend to be there under six foot. I mean, what's Derrick Henry? He's uh, what, like six three? He's five ten, two twenty. 
He's he's five what two twenty, Mike? Five ten, two twenty. Two twenty. Okay. Similar size. Yep. I just I I I did not watch many UNC games, so I started watching running backs, and I started drooling watching UNC. It. It. I. I tell you what, man, that was a prolific run game, man. Holy crap! Yeah, they, maybe I just. Their whole offense was prolific. They're they're crazy. Barely. So I don't know. I can see. And you know, now I'm worried that you know maybe the Jags do grab an ETN right there, but they got so many holes. They, Especially on the defensive side. Wasn't it one of the worst defenses last year? Yes. Uh, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. You know who had the 30th in points last year? It was the Raiders. 25th in yards. Wasted a great year from Derek Carr. Yeah, the offense was surprisingly a lot better than I thought. Which explains a little bit why they didn't do much in free agency. But I still say they. I'm not sold on the receivers. How, how do you guys feel like uh, Jacobs and uh, Drake are going to split? Well, I get the feeling that apparently they don't feel like they can throw to Jacobs. I feel the same. Yeah, that's the, because because if they could throw be the... the red zone goal line guy and and Drake will be the receiving guy. Yeah, I I, I see this as don't account on Jacobs' volume anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying the same thing. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do because I was looking at that actually for an article I wrote uh, that should be coming out tomorrow or the next day. But the cap hit for both of them for this year, it'd be stupid to get rid of them. I mean, and even for next year, the, it's still five and a half million, I think, for Drake and three for Jacobs. I, my only thought is maybe they they want Jacobs to compete and see what they got with Drake, and maybe they, they move on next year. I don't know. Mayock is bad at his job. I would say that's a, that's a big key to it, is he's just bad. He's just a very, very bad GM, and the sooner they get away from that, the better they'll be. So you really hate him as a GM, huh? Oh, he's terrible. Look at his picks. His picks were awful. Take – Taking Clint Farrell over uh, <laughs> over um, Allen was was criminal, uh, and I got on a guy about this. Uh, uh, he thinks he's a big wizard scout that Bear Wisdom, whatever his name is, he's terrible, and uh, he's one of those guys that likes every pick. He just goes on, and then he can go later on and be like, "Yes, yeah, see, I told you this pick was going to be great." I'm like, "Yeah, because you just liked every pick," and I came right out and was like. Look, Kellen Farrell could be a good guy. He should have been drafted at like 1520. It's just a horrible value of a draft pick. And he was like, no, nah, he fits this and that. This. And I was like, I don't care what he fits. Allen was there. Allen is going to be better. Well, and they got, uh, you know, they got rid of um, Mac. Yeah. And then, and now they go and sign Yannick. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. And, and now after signing Drake, Mike, they only have $3 million of cap space, and they still got to sign the seven draft picks they're going to have. Yeah, they, they did a terrible job of signing a bunch of offensive linemen and then cutting them and, and bringing up the yeah. bonus. And just bad GM. Just it's, it's terrible. Their drafts were poor. 
Their signings obviously ended up poor because they ended up having to get rid of all those offensive linemen. It was, it was just a bad job by them. I really don't want that run game this year. I don't know what they're going to do. How, what was it, four? What was it, three, four linemen they let go, right? The funny, the yeah. funny thing is to me, <laughs> if you look back at John Gruden's offenses in the past, of those two running backs, you know who fits more to what you've seen them use in the past? Who? Yeah. Drake. Yeah. Yeah. If you go go back to that Super Bowl team, Mike, who was on that team with Rich Gannon? Oh, God. Uh, let me think. Not the Tampa Bay one. The one that made it, but but lost. But lost. Yeah. Yeah. That Well, that was the tuck rule game. Um, yeah, with the he, Raiders. He, or with the he went to Tampa Bay. He won, and he beat the Raiders, who went there with Callahan with Rich Gannon. And he beat yeah. them because they didn't change up the offense. But the uh, – God, the running back's blanking on me. I should know that, too. Well, do you remember who was in Tampa with Brad Johnson? Uh, was it Allstott still then? Was it Allstott? Or was um, work done there? Might have. Been well, work done. done there wasn't. Well, Dunn was there with Allstott, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, for a while. I don't know if he was still there at that time. I can find out though. You know, I'm curious now who was who was the running back because I swear when I went back and looked, I nothing screamed at me running back by committee. Now the game's changed. I get from that, but Grudis have a habit of taking players that people were kind of Meh, on. I mean, Rich Gannon was a journeyman. Brad Johnson was a journeyman. He took mm-hmm. them both to Super Bowls. You know, um, that's why I, I I feel like David Carr can be sneaky good for fantasy. I mean, and I still feel that about Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks do the same thing. Hey, and and things Scott just haven't there. quite come. Was he there? Was Who was the other was back? Their main guy. Though. Oh, Pittman. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, was a main guy back there. Yeah. And then Charlie Garner uh, was Raider. Garner. Okay. That's the guy I was thinking of. Garner and Drake are very much cops. Yeah. They're very much cops. They both have the same playing style. I, they both that? have the same playing style. I mean, could he end up taking over a, lot, a majority of the snaps? Garner. Garner was a little bit of an undersized, quick, shifty back. Okay. If you uh, if you made me guess, I would guess 250 touches for uh, Jacobs as more of the workhorse because they don't want to wear down Drake, and Drake would get more of the 150 touches. That would be my, which isn't good for either fantasy wise, but that would be more of the uh, what I think would happen, John. And and, and right. see, I think that's how it's going to start, and I think by the end of the year, you're going to see that flop. Because I think what they're going to find is Jacobs is not going to be efficient without the volume. And their offense is going to be more stable when they have a guy out there that keeps defenses honest that they don't know if they're going to run or pass to. When Jacobs is out there, it's they're telegraphing what they're doing. They never throw to him. I'm hoping uh, Jacobs flops in the beginning of the season. I have one share of Drake that I'm hoping to uh, either move in the offseason for somebody getting nervous Oh, the Jacobs owner getting nervous, I should say. Or um, he he blows up the first few games, I'm hoping, and I can just flip him. I, I don't see him being long-term. That's uh, I just I, – I think Drake fits better with that offense. And I think as the season goes, 
you're going to see that evolve. Okay. I, I think the Raiders are somewhat disappointed in Jacobs, to be honest with you. I could be wrong. But the way May- Mayock and Gruden are, I still believe that little incident at the airport where he got in the wreck, I, I don't believe that is sitting well with those two guys. I agree. I really I really don't. And and I'm somewhat – when I looked at the salary cap, I understood why they didn't cut them. But there was actually part of me that wondered, are we going to see – and I put this in the article. I think if nothing else that screams to us, they want some competition for Jacobs, and they're trying to see what they really a got. A second-year guy I, that averages 3.9 and has a long of 28 is not good. No, not what good. he does no. well is he had 12 touchdowns. He, he finds the end zone yeah. well, which I think is going to be his role. You know – you, we're probably looking at the 250, 150 with Jacobs getting the TD carries. Yeah, I, he had 273 last one. I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna give Drake 200 touches though. That that he's not that type. You of don't. Runner. You you. He's one of the ones that as you use him more, you get less uh, uh, out of him. Uh, efficiency out of him. Receiving, yes, but but touches overall in the run game and receiving, I don't think they'll get over 200 with him just because he, he just doesn't run like that. He's not that type of runner. Maybe he will under Gruden's offense, though. Well, that's why I say. I mean, it, I go back. Remember what people said about Charlie Gardner? I mean, I don't remember anyone wanting him in fantasy drafts. Yeah, no. Gardner was not. He was. Guy. He was. He was. He was secondary at the Eagles, who, interestingly enough, played for another coach who has a knack of taking backs that people think are undersized and won't make it, and turning them into mainstays. Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy. Yep. So that's why I said I. I'm not. Look, I'm not willing to be all out bold and say this is what's going to happen. But there is part of me that wonders if we're going to see by the end of the year if this is more of Drake's backfield, where he's getting the ball the majority of the time between the 20s. They leave him on the field because he can catch and play third down, but they're not going to use him down in out, you know, the 20 in and let the guy that's the bowling ball, you know, rock it in. I just, I'm curious because, like I said, when I went back and looked and I was having a hard time remembering the names, I, those were some of the things I noticed was especially the quarterbacks. I mean, he took quarterbacks really nobody wanted. I don't know what his obsession is with some of these weird court. I mean, they re-signed Nate Peterman, for example. He really likes that guy. I don't know what he sees, but you know, I could see I can see why they talked Mariota into coming back. Yeah, I know. I was surprised by that too. But where is Mariota going to go? But I tell you what, if he gets a chance in that Gruden offense, I tell you what, if, if Carr gets hurt and Mariota's got to go in for a few games, I'll, I'll take that chance. What was your question, Well, John? so uh, I saw on Twitter earlier. I, I can't find it now, but I looked up Kenyon Drake. Somebody was being tied about as a good blocker. Was it Kenyon Drake earlier? I just I did just look, though. It looks like Raiders are planning to use Kenyon Drake as a receiver. All right. We want to know. Oh yeah, that that's what they said. They were going to also put him out in the in, in as a receiver. Okay, but they, you want to know something that'll trip you out? Uh, Jacobs had more targets, more receptions than than Drake did because Edmonds Drake? 
Not because he's better, because Edmonds was such a good receiving Edmonds. back for Arizona that they didn't get to utilize Drake like they wanted to in that in, regard in the receiving game. Yep. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is, that is and you know, I'm I'm just not an and I'm just not an Edmonds guy. Uh, Neither am I. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I was never on that bandwagon. No, I. You know, I, I pigeonhole myself and I get myself into trouble because I target big receivers and end up missing on the small ones that are talented because they're small. And I end up missing on some really talented receiving backs because, in my mind, I want a running back that's going to get the ball the most touches as a running back. You know, so, I mean, obviously you want that bell cow if they're there. But, if I mean, as you go down through the draft, you lose that. But I'd still rather have the guy that's getting the ball first and second down and on the goal line than the guy that's out there on third down catching it, which is stupid in PPR and PPR. That's kind of an ignorant way to do it because you're getting, you know, that little five yard catch is getting you more points than probably two or three carries. Well, one thing, uh, uh, I have a quarterback 67% completion percentage, 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, only nine interceptions, a 101.44 rating. That's a John Cruden quarterback that's, right there. That's a really friggin' good year. And uh and and it just trips me out that they're that it, it their defense was just that bad. A quarterback playing that well, you should win 10 games. Now, Rich, what I just heard from you earlier was that you are a height supremacist. I am height and weight height and weight. It, if, if you go look at my fantasy rosters, oh, man, you will see a very, you will see a very common trend. I'll, I'll give you what in that, that league, with the diehards, like with Bob Harris and Mike Dempsey. Okay. And you got to start three receivers and it's 16 teams. So it's kind of weak and you start getting thin at the receiver spot. I have Brian Edwards, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, Rashad Perryman, Devonta Parker, Chase Claypool. Touchdowns. And, <laughs> and, and God knows what else. My point being right there, Mike, you nailed it. The reason I like the big receivers, because they typically get thrown the ball just as frequently as the little receivers do, but the big receivers are big red yep. zone targets. I know that it sounds like the stupidest, most basic logic there is, but that is how I played fantasy for a long time. And if you go look at North Turner receivers over the years, that's exactly what he did. He went and found receivers that were big that he could throw to in the end zone. Yep. I mean, it's solid logic. And then it became a thing. I said it's solid, solid logic. I mean, it makes all the sense. So that's – I will gamble. I'm that guy that had Calvin Benjamin for two years. <laughs> he worked the first year and yeah. a half. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to cut – Cut bait at some point, but yeah, I mean it's I I want the bigger. I also think you know you got to be able to handle the wear and tear. It's why I I still say tight end is kind of you need to have extra depth at tight end if you've got a decent tight end. And there's only a handful out there that you can use each week. The idea that you can stream and find something I think is a misnomer in most casual redraft leagues. Um, I think too many people carry two tight ends anyway, even the second tight end that they shouldn't, that's garbage. 
And that forces you, if you've got, you know, a couple of potential upside guys, you got to hold them for a little bit. Hey, before, uh, before we uh, plan on getting out of here, I have a big uh, tip on tight ends. That's kind of an insider thing that I, that I found out. I was asking some people about it. So get your pen, get your pen hit ready. It. No, hit it. Because hit it. this is, this is All big. Right. Are you ready for a, for a guy? Uh, Kyle yep. Pitts. Supposed to be good. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> There's your insider information. So check this out. Check check Fantasy. this out. So check this out. I was talking to someone. We were talking about Mr. Kyle Pitts. And the point was made on a couple of things. That part of the reason Pitts is such a value is his position designation. For NFL teams, you pay tight ends a lot less than you yeah. do receivers. Yeah. So he's going to want to stay. He don't care where you play him on the field, but the teams are going to keep him listed yeah, as a tight end. And he's going to be everywhere on the field. As far as fantasy goes, because he's going to be everywhere on the field and he's going to have that tight end designation, he's going to be a hot commodity and a rarity. I'm telling you, man, you guys heard me say it. I compared him to Megatron. I compared him to Calvin Johnson. Damn. Right? It's a big accolade. He ran right in that, he ran right in that ballpark, man. If you watch him, he looks like Calvin at times. And they're damn near the exact same size. Calvin was a little faster. And wouldn't it be something, though, if he does land with Detroit? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be such a storyline. Poor, poor, poor Pitts. I tell you what, <clears throat> that'd be the first. The, the meme that'll go out, the one thing that would drop Kyle Pitts' fantasy yeah. value, Jared Goff. With, uh, with uh, TJ Hawkinson. Kyle Pitts would then just uh, be a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, yeah, he's still going to carry the Hawk, tight end Hawk designation. Will be your tight end and you just put put uh, Pitts out wide most of the time. Yep. Move them all around the formation. Uh, I mean, I don't really care where he goes. Like, I want at least one share this offseason. I got to try to get one. But he, I think he's going to go early to mid. I, there's no way. Uh, picks in a rookie draft. He's got to be going, what, 104, 105? I haven't checked his ADP recently. I know there's no way I'm going to end up with him. <laughs> I'm going to try like hell. Just, just, there's so much offseason hype. I got to get one share. I, I got stuff. I know there's no way I'm going to try. I tell you what, though, Mike, I, I actually, if I can, I'll snag him in the second round of rookie drafts is the, uh, that gentleman out of Penn State, uh, Pat Pat. Oh, uh, Fer- I cannot pronounce or his name. Yeah, oh, he's good. Uh, uh, don't forget about yeah. uh, Brevin Jordan either. I know Brevin Jordan, but what I like about Pat is, to me, I saw him bail out some really shitty quarterbacks at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, those is. were there were some bad quarterback play, man. And and he was out there. All the time bailing him out. Always. I mean, that game against Minnesota, he basically kept him in it. Hamler was dropping balls all over the place. I mean, it was – I'm impressed with him. I really am. Well, gentlemen, should we put a bow on yeah, it? Call it a night? Sure, sure thing. Our Disney episode. All right, man. Our Disney episode. We 
I feel bad. People people want to fast forward through it. Uh, I will give them a heads up. Fast. If you don't want to hear about Disney World, fast forward to about. If you, know, you do though, you thirty five uh, minutes you in. lose out. That's on you. That's your stupidity. That's like not liking Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Well, as usual for the ATB Fantasy Show, I'm your host Rich Maletto. On behalf of Mike Crum. And John McNabb, thank you for tuning in. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Bodacious Beer, at John McNabb, at CD Piglet. Thank you. Peace.